And it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, how you doing, man? I'm doing fabulous. We are we are one week away, I guess, one week out from the election, and uh, we still don't really know. <laughs> a much, few things have happened. Right? A few things have happened in the last week, which is, um, you know, for starters, uh, the coronavirus did not go away. It's still around. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it seems, seems that to way. be seems to be surging. <laughs> As best I can see the numbers. It is uh, morphing. As you yeah. and I have been discussing off air, yeah. I have a son that is under quarantine currently yeah. uh, because uh, I believe he was exposed in his school classroom. He's not positive. He is not positive. He's not positive. And so shows no symptoms. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm not being irresponsible yes. by being here. We're following the rules. Uh, we are following the rules. He is uh, laying low. Uh, yesterday he got sent home from school and yeah. yesterday afternoon, approximately two hours after he had been sent home, he was now stripped down all the way down to his underpants. Come on. A t-shirt. Living the great, living the life. Reading just a book that yeah. had nothing to do with academics. Yeah. Uh, and, and I want to be very clear to say his school is actually doing a really, really That's good awesome. job of, of communicating and and making sure that they do have work to do and they're going to do Zoom classrooms and things of that sort. But at least yesterday afternoon, about two hours in, as Come I on. said, he is down to his skivvies. That's okay. Uh, he is reading a book and he l- leans over to me and says, I like online learning. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, we, we've been homeschooling the Wood Kids and Gavin has wore a shirt maybe twice. <laughs> And so uh, I, I leave the house, and Gavin is shirtless, and I come home, and Gavin is still shirtless. Uh, and so I think Gavin also enjoying yeah. uh, learning at home where he does not have to really take much time to yeah. put on clothes. One thing that I'll point out, and Gavin doesn't listen, so I can say this, and he can look back at this when he's older and go, Daddy, why did you do that? Um, we When we do laundry now, what we're finding is – we have a lot of clothes for Gavin, but one thing we're not finding in the laundry or uh, would be his uh, underwear. And so I'm concerned because I'm going, Gavin, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. Are, we, are you just wearing the same pair every day? Or yeah, are we not wearing them? He says, oh, no, I'm changing. I said, Gavin, if, if you were changing, we would see them, we in, would the see them in the laundry. They're not just disappearing. <laughs> and then he just looks at me like, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and so, uh, so there is that. But yeah, he's, he, you know, they were at a, a private Christian school and they were having to wear uniforms. And now Gavin's uniform is literally basketball shorts and that's it. Yeah. Well, so he's homeschooling, you know, uh, our, our youngest, who again is under quarantine right now. Uh, he, he still will be doing some like calls mm-hmm. in with so his class. He at least needs to have a shirt so on. So he's going to yeah. need to have a shirt on. Yeah, it might be a good idea. And really just to avoid any possible mix-ups. But you don't or, have to. Or, no. So you can walk around the back <laughs> yeah. with your shirt off. Yeah, that would be... We've seen too many of those. We've seen far I've heard too that's many been, of those. I've heard yeah. that's been kind of a problem uh, across the country in kids learning virtually and grandparents and parents forgetting that the camera is on and they walk out of the bathroom. Yeah, or, things or of whatever. that sort. Yeah. yeah. yeah that would have been, a, a been my of, dad. 100%. A lot of poor little children that have seen things they'll never be able to unsee. Yeah. Was that your dad? Was that your grandma? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Oh, so. 
Well, uh, yeah, so it's been a wild week, uh, for certain. Yeah, uh, th- let me ask this, and we will certainly, uh, address some things political. We're also just going to talk about issues of our heart today. Um, but, uh, I think that maybe one of the more notable non-political things that's happening across, uh, our society is, uh, I'm seeing neighbors. I am seeing, um, you know, social media feeds. Uh, Christmas trees are coming up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and I have reason to believe that you have been listening to Christmas music. Oh, I've been listening to Christmas music since September. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So I do know that you love early Christmas yeah. music listening, but yeah. does that mean you also enjoy early Christmas we decorating? Have, no, we have not. I'm typically a day after Thanksgiving Christmas decoration. Okay. And part of that is because uh, we spent some funds to put straw on the front porch and pumpkins <laughs> on the front porch, so I'm not going to get rid of those right. until they are rotten. You yes. know, they need to they need to be on the porch. But I will say, I, w- I went by a house the other day, had scarecrows in their yard and snowmen, and st- they were just saying, hey, fall, oh. Christmas, everything, it's here. We're just going to put it all out, which I, I can appreciate and respect. But no, the Woodhouse, I will the day after Thanksgiving probably. I'll put the wreaths on the windows, yeah. and we'll get the tree da- tree out or all the trees out. Yeah. And, uh, but I have been I've been listening to Christmas music since September, and then I, I recently downloaded uh, four books on Audible that are all Christmas related. And so, have you seen the movie Christmas with the Cranks? I have okay. one of the worst movies I've You're ever. You're crazy. Seen. That's a great movie. <laughs> But there's a apparently I didn't even know this that's based off of a John Grisham book called okay. uh, The Year Without a Christmas. Oh, and so I didn't realize that I did read the summary and I thought, man, that sounds like Christmas with the Cranks. Well, and then somebody texts me, he's like, oh, you'll like it. It's Christmas with the Cranks. I was like, oh, okay, and it is. And and so I'm I'm about done with that, but I also downloaded a book uh, with. Uh, uh, what was his name that was in uh, It's a Wonderful Life? The main character, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yes. So okay. Jimmy Stewart's grandson or son, I believe it's it's by him, uh, has a book that's free on Audible. So it doesn't even cost you money. And it gives behind the scenes of It's a Wonderful Life, which which I'm looking forward to. And it's just about an hour and a half. Now, Jimmy Stewart, uh, his daughter is Martha Stewart. No, it isn't. I was like, I was like, I don't think it is. Completely. But maybe. That is not accurate at all for our listeners. Yeah, that's. They're like, that guy's lost his mind. That is not Uh, accurate at all. So I have downloaded a few. So you're doing some Christmas things. I do actually appreciate your neighbor's approach there. There's a certain confusion associated with it. Hey, man. But there's also a lot of efficiency. You go like jack-o'-lantern. Yep. Uh, you go kind of fall scene. And then you just go ahead and have Santa Claus and the reindeer out on the front lawn. Why not? You know, and and there's another house on my road. They have pumpkins and stuff on the front steps. Okay. And then they have one of those wooden, uh, like, made of pallets because that's, you know, what we do. Right. And (laughs) and it says Christmas on it. And I'm thinking, that's awesome. You know, just embrace the season. And now, I guess, the holiday season is Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas. I will say this. Wow. I, uh, we, I can't do that. I can't, I, I can't do either. That. Yeah. I can't, I can't, no, I, we won't do that. Um, and, and so, but Maybe I will. because I really enjoy the Halloween candy. Yeah. And I also enjoy yeah, I Christmas treats. And I don't need mm, those things well. to really, I don't need to minimize either one of those seasons. No, not at all. Like I need to have the several weeks yeah. leading in. In fact, what we do is we buy a bunch of candy in advance for Halloween. 
and then I eat a good portion of it. And, and then, then the day of off. the day of Halloween, Carrie's like, I gotta go get some candy. <laughs> and, uh, and so we do that. And then the boys bring a ton of candy yep. home yep. and I eat it for a couple weeks. Yep. That's good. And so I need to kind of like basically get that leading right, yeah. you know, a week or two up into to Thanksgiving. And then I say, go ahead and bring in the holiday treats. For sure. Yeah. I don't have a, I don't have any problem with that at all. I ate some candy last night because we have this giant bag. Uh, left over from Halloween. And so we were potty training Charlie and because we're great parents, every time she uses the toilet, she gets a piece of candy. Oh, and so, so that also, is, so, so to be, to be very clear, uh, to our listeners, he's describing his daughter, not his puppy. That's right. Um, that's right. Although he's using a, a common, uh, a yeah, practice a dog for treat. training, yeah. for training. And so it's animals. working. It's working. And so, uh, the problem is it, it could be like 9.30 at night, and she goes, uh, where's my candy? <laughs> I went in the toilet. Give me my candy. And uh, and so we're, we're trying to ration out the candy not, so they're not eat, eating a ton of it. Um, but I did get in there last night because, you know, anytime I give them a piece, it makes sense for me to sure. get a piece as well. I, I was going to ask if if you actually were getting a piece of candy every time you went to the party. Yes. Yep. Okay. I mean, it motiv- it's motivation. It is, really is. Actually, I put the bag in the bathroom. Oh. So you can just, you can just, oh, it's right there. Word. And, uh, no, we actually, we have to put it up really high. So, yeah. Because Charlie can climb. Yes. And so she, every now and then, will just plus decide. You all, plus, you also have boys in the house, and we don't need any accidents. That's there. true. Boy, yeah. that is true. We do yeah. not Gavin, need any Gavin would definitely make that happen. <laughs> I will say this over the weekend, uh, we have been, our Sunday afternoons over the last couple months, we have taken a trip to Dollywood uh, to take advantage of the season passes that we've had. But for much of the pandemic, we didn't use. Right. Uh, I will say we, we re-upped our season passes over the weekend because it was at the deadline to get the discount. Yep. Uh, and for a whole year, we've had Dollywood season passes and Splash Country. We never went to Splash Country once right. because of the pandemic. Uh I told my wife while we were at Dollywood Sunday night, I just updated or upgraded our passes to next year. Okay. And I went on and included Splash Country again because I know how much y'all enjoy that. I don't, but I know how much y'all enjoy it. Right. And she said, we didn't have Splash Country passes last year. And I said, uh, yeah, we did. We had, we talked about this and at Christmas I bought them and, uh, so she had no idea. So she could have been taking could've, the kids. Could have had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> had no idea. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I, 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 I paid for them. I, I believe I may have said this somewhere along the way in one of our previous shows, but it's been a few years ago. The, but my parents, uh, pre-pandemic, used to go to Dollywood all the time. And uh, somewhere along the way, they discovered the gold card. You know, you mm-hmm. yeah, get like, have a gold, like gold membership yeah. or whatever. Well, uh, they were going through maybe, uh, I don't know where they were going through. Either they were buying something, you know, some of the concessions or a, at a restaurant or something. Somehow it was revealed to a, an employee that both mom and dad had a gold membership. Oh no. And, and, yeah. and the employee just very humbly was like, do you, do you all come always yeah. together? And, uh, and they were like, yeah, always. Like, so do you all always ride together? Yes. Do you always eat together? Yes. Well, then you, you, you guys can just have one gold membership. And save a lot of money. And my dad is maybe the wisest and most frugal man mm-hmm. I know. 
and yet somehow that missed. It, it, he just yep. missed it. Well, and, he, and he still laughs about that epiphanous moment yeah. where he, he had this, aha, I, I only it. needed one gold membership. I get it. You yeah. know, we, we were, another thing that happened at Dollywood on Sunday that this is going to blow your mind, Jason. Give it to me. Uh, we were standing in line to ride the teacups. The kids wanted to ride the teacups at the county fair yes. portion of Dollywood. Yes. Uh, well, the teacups had, they have about six or seven cups that you can get in. Right. But I guess because of social distancing, they're only allowing you to get in three, which okay. makes the line take forever. Yes. And I didn't want to ride it because of that. Right. And so we're waiting in line and, uh, there are people on the, the teacups and they're spinning. And, and you know, if you ever rode the teacups, when you're spinning the teacup, it feels like you're going a hundred miles an yes. hour. But when you're watching it from the line, it's it ridiculous. looks like they're going five miles an hour. I'm like, yeah. why? Why are they looking like it's bothering them? They're <laughs> not why, even. And, why, why are they? Why are they losing their color? Why don't right they now? use their muscle to actually spin yeah. the wheel? <laughs> right. And and so I'm watching this happen, and I see we're standing in line, and I see uh, there there's two ladies in one teacup, and one of them is putting her hand up like to to motion to the dude that's that's controlling it. Okay. And she's like putting her hand up in the air and she's saying, hey, 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 we need to stop. And I was like, what oh, no. is happening? Oh, no. Oh, and no. I saw the other person. Uh, then I heard the lady say she's getting sick. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the worst because if they keep spinning We're gonna- and she gets sick. Jason, she had a mask on. She vomited in her mask. No. Yes. No. Yes, she did. The dude, oh, no. the dude stopped the teacups. She pulls her mask off, and I just happened to look, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It was down her shirt. It was oh, in her mask. No, no. And I felt terrible. Uh, and I immediately, there was a lady in the line, stranger. This person doesn't know who they are. Ma'am, do you need another mask? I have multiple in my purse. And I, in my mind, I thought, this isn't how <laughs> any of this should work. Nor is that and the priority so, right now. And so the lady was like, yeah, I need another mask. And so she got a, a mask from a stranger that she didn't know. And I immediately looked at my kids who were excited about getting on the ride. And I said, "Turn around, we're getting out of line. <laughs> and we walked right out of line because I thought, they told that guy that's over it, she didn't get any on the teacup. He False. didn't even try to clean it. False. And I thought, that's the one they're going to try to put me in. False. And I'm going to lose my mind. Correct. If I get someone else's vomit <laughs> on me. And so I grabbed my kids and we walked out and we didn't get to ride the teacups. But oh. seeing somebody throw up in their mask, that may be the the most 2020 pandemic thing ever. I haven't seen it before and I probably won't see it again. Odd, oddly, that story feels like a fantastic transition <laughs> For us to begin to talk about the past week, we will be back. So as we continue the conversation, we ended the last segment on a high note, I think, with uh, vomit in the mask. And if you're just tuning in and you're going, what is he talking about? You should listen to the the podcast and listen to the first segment uh, at, at what happened in Dollywood. Quite a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely a nightmare. Before we get into the topic of of talking about what happened last week with the election and, and what continues to happen, I will say this. I don't know if you've noticed, but my hair is getting longer. Uh, I'm, I have, I've decided to grow it out a tad. Okay, I've noticed, uh, but no beard. No beard, no beard. Uh, but Evelyn last night asked me if I'm going to grow a mullet. Uh-oh. And uh, because we like Morgan Wallen, a country singer here from Knoxville, he has a mullet. And uh, I talk about mullets often. My dad, I guess, technically has a mullet. Right. Uh, and and it, but it got me thinking. I don't know. Maybe a red mullet is exactly what 
what needs to happen. It, I would say a red mullet is what 2020 deserves. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I don't know if a red mullet is what your sweet children and wife deserve. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably the bigger Yeah, that's issue. true. Aaron, I mean, they are. We just did our family pictures though, so Aaron I'm at least on the other side of that. Are are sweet, wonderful people that deserve more from you than that? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> You're probably right. I do think it would go with the van. I, I think. Oh, um, yes. There also, there are times when I pull up in the van where I think people are like, "Oh, you drive that." But if I had a mullet, I think they go, "Yeah, of course you drive that." I don't know if you've seen um, this, and again, we are going to talk about some serious things here in a minute. But really quickly, uh, John Christ, comedian, uh, yes. has recently put out a kind of genre of videos uh, <laughs> yes. that are so basically good. country music yes. in real life. Yes, and so it's just him acting out with with like what appears to be like professional actors yeah. and actresses, and like really well done and yep. recorded. It is him basically acting out country music yes. lyrics, and it is pretty funny. The most recent one is really funny where he tell her, tells her, <laughs> hey, but if you take a right, it'll bring you right back here to me. And she's like, I'm wait, sorry, what? Wait, wait. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, lost. Oh, know. I thought we were having a thing. We're not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just that, a left will take you to the interstate. And he like, he like pointed at, <laughs> he, uh, he had also in the directions. The lady had been asking for directions. Yeah. It's so He's good. sitting up on his turnip truck, flatbed turnip truck, yeah. or, you know, flatbed uh, truck selling turnips. Lady asked for directions. So and of course, you know, the lyrics somehow is like, you can take a left towards the highway, right back to me or something like yep. that. Well, as Andrew said, you know, the, the, she's like, wait, what? Why would, why would you do that? I'm just lost. But, why but, are you telling but somewhere me? Somewhere in the directions also, there's a like stop at so and so's place for a glass of sweet tea. Yeah. And at the end, he's like, but, but the tea is really good. And she's like, I don't like tea. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is very good. The other one he did was, uh, Take a ride on my big green tractor by yes, Jason Aldean, yes. which is also which is pretty spectacular because it's like you know it uh it is like I guess the wife character and the yep. thing she's like trying to ride on the tractor <laughs> yeah. with him like spilling the chicken. Yeah, I will say this though, back in the day when uh, growing up on a farm when my parents were were married, uh we would be out in the field on the tractor or hauling hay or doing whatever, and my mom or my grandma would bring a uh, sweet tea. And, uh, and chicken. Did they ride on the track? They would not get on the track. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, I will say there were, there were times when I was in high school dating girls that, that if I was riding a tractor in the hayfield, I guess we thought it was cool that they would ride with me, but that didn't last long. After one time I was spreading manure and, uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time was dressed to go out, not to ride on a tractor. Oh, oh no. And a big old plop of manure came down what? on her leg. Now what, why yeah. would you? What, yeah, what is so, wrong with you? So that was the, you know. What is wrong with we you? We didn't get married. I'll no, no, you, you, there was no chance of that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. The Lord used your idiot, <laughs> I mean, just idiocy, just, just a ridiculousness yeah. to move you towards Aaron, which is the right choice. Yeah, so country you. music, though, makes you think, yep, duh, this is obviously I what mean, she wants direct, to the do. The direct quote from the song is she thinks about tractor yeah, sexy. This she is does what not. she wants to do. She, she wants not. to get on this tractor, and she's thinking, Maybe, but you're spreading manure. So I don't know if that's what I want to do, but. So yeah. speaking of manure. Yeah, right. The last <laughs> week has just been wild. Uh, truly been wild. And, and we, I want to be very quick to say last week we were both, um, probably a, a little, we were but one exhausted. And for the first uh, two segments, yeah, we were pretty on edge. We were on edge. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I hope that, um, we at least kind of. And I'm still on edge, Jason. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I hope that we moved it back towards the middle a bit of, you know, we do really believe the Lord's sovereign. We really sure. do believe um, that at times when we think things are falling apart, they're really falling into place. And, that, you know, his his plan is different than our plan. His will is different than our will. And um, and and really, um, for those that didn't listen, you're you're probably thinking, well, immediately, you know, this this is, you know, they're not accepting results or anything of that sort. No, the, the the discussion we had last week, which was really what had put us so on edge, was just the the frustration of where it felt like we we had all of these things that were were just mired in either conspiracy yeah. or mired in uncertainty or confusion or, or even, half the country's cheaters. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Or. <laughs> You know, or just even like, how come it's taking this long? Yeah, and, we, and Alaska, maybe Alaska has it by uh, sled, and yes. we're waiting for the dogs to bring it, but they still haven't called Alaska. <laughs> Correct. And we know where Alaska's going. Right. It's going red. And they so still that, haven't was, it. that was the large majority of our frustration yeah. last week, which was, hey, listen, our country is already divided. If there's anything, and, and clearly, uh, you know, in terms of politics, would remain divided. Oh boy. Based on, <laughs> yeah. uh, e- even just votes. You yeah. know, it was not some 70-30 blowout or anything no, of that sort. Not, not that that ever really happens, but, I mean, you, you really do have a divided nation. And as we were so frustrated last week, it just felt like if there's any one thing that could actually make us more divided, it would be an election that a good portion of people Doubt it's either legitimacy yep. or doubt the integrity and not necessarily as a whole, but any small, even little pocket of something that is yep. kind of raising, uh, you know, the, the temperature of doubt. And it's just not good for our country. And so that's a bunch of our frustration last week. I, I think probably a lot of that frustration remains. Um, but I think today we're in a better spot, yeah. mostly because you've got a neighbor that has a jack o' lantern and, and Christmas snowman. decorations. Yeah. And, up. and yeah. I think, I think too, what we found, this is something I didn't think would happen, was uh, just the way the votes have come out right now. Let's say they're all legitimate and, and they're all uh, above board. Uh, Joe Biden has received the most votes than any presidential candidate in history. Right. And Donald Trump has received the second most votes than any presidential candidate in history. If you'll think back to 2008 and Barack Obama coming onto the scene, rock star status. We thought no one is going to touch what Obama did. Correct. Uh, and, and so where we're at, where we stand right now is roughly 74 million people voted for Biden, roughly 70 to 71 million voted for Trump, and and where we stand now. And I was having this conversation with my dad. Uh, Every day since election day, uh, that, twice, twice a day, twice, three times a day. Uh, that that where we stand now is regardless of what eventually shakes out. Over seventy million people, there's a really good chance are going to think whoever holds the Oval Office is illegitimate, and that the vote was stolen. That it was. Because right now, if Trump is successful in in court in some of these cases with Pennsylvania which, and others, which again, you know, who knows? Seems unlikely, but who but knows? Who knows? Yeah. If he is successful, uh, and and that's the thing, I was oh talking, I, I was talking with somebody yesterday. I said, look, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea, but but we do know there is some fraud, and we do know that there's litigation. We do know that there's sworn affidavits. If they take it to court and the court says throw out X number of votes or or move this way, 
it still may not sway yeah. the election. It still may not be enough. Right. But, but and, and you are hearing a little bit of that. You know, you're hearing discussion supposedly from even internal aides yeah, who are so saying, who, listen, yes, there was some illegitimacy yeah. in this thing. There is a viability on this lawsuit. But the, but but some rumor yeah. is that the internal aides are saying it's still not going to do nothing. It is a know? it is an uphill climb right. right now. But what we do know is there's still going to be a, a large swath of the populace that that will say if Biden's the president, he's not my president. If Trump's the president, he's not Which my president. Which is so unfortunate. And 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 frankly, we've seen that the last four years. Right. Yeah. And so and so it's not as if th- and, that's and, the and part to that, a degree it, even in previous years. Sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, I remember back with with George W. People yeah. saying he's not my president. Yeah. You know, and now now they they act like he's a hero. And <laughs> no. I'm going, I don't know. You called him Hitler. Well, and, yeah. Back in the day, but and interesting. You know, he he was. Uh, oh yeah. He is he the did. only living Republican president uh, that he came out uh, and came out and, and, and congratulated had, and congratulated. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the case, but I know for a fact that George it, it is, came it, out and and it is and interesting. Him. It is interesting making those. Uh, uh, moves because th- there's a lot of people that are upset. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so it is, I don't know, man. It, yeah. it, it's been one of those things where the, you know, election day, the day after, maybe the day after that. So for like three days, I was really plugged in. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, okay, yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll wait to see what happens. I'll follow along, <laughs> but, uh, I'm not going to lose sleep over this. I'm not going to, uh, get, get frustrated. I even saw someone try to make an argument that, it's bad theology to say that Jesus is still on his throne. I, that's what I want you to talk about when we come back. Because, folks, that's not bad theology if we believe that, that God is sovereign and, and the God of the universe to say that Jesus is still on the throne. Because we he is. Be, we will be back and we'll unpack it all. Very patriotic today. I was going to say, Dave is is bringing the thunder when it comes to all things patriotic for us. Yeah. Today. So, so Jason, as we ended the last segment, I saw somebody post uh, that it is by saying that Jesus is still on his throne, uh, you are uh, negating people's lived experiences. You're, uh, and it's actually bad theology. Uh, I don't agree with that at all because I believe that Jesus is still on his throne regardless of who wins. Right. Like, we're, you know, we should believe that. This isn't our home, we, you know, from a biblical worldview standpoint. What are some of your, from a, from a pastor standpoint, uh, as folks are still trying to walk this, uh, election out in, in, in everyday life, uh, what are, what are some, some, uh, insights you can give in terms of, uh, of looking at this in, in a way that says, of course, we care about who's in the Oval Office. Of course, we care about Supreme Court justices. Of course, we care about legislation. But the reality for the Christian is we care about those things, but those things do not overstep the gospel that has transformed our lives. So what yeah. would you say to that? Yeah, and, and and I would agree with you. I, I, I believe that God's sovereignty is always in play. I believe his plan um remains intact. Uh, I do not believe that somehow the world has come off its wheels and somehow God has lost control of anything. I do understand the idea that someone is trying to get at there. I, I think it is um, uh, maybe wrong in 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 uh, the way that it's been communicated. But if you were to think about uh, maybe past generations, let's think about um, uh, some of the racial issues that we've uh, unfortunately had in the history of our nation. And we 
think about uh, a, a, a minority who um, was being, um, you know, uh, deprived of certain rights that they deserve to have. And we think of uh, someone who may have sat down with one of those individuals, you know, b- because not all that has happened overnight. I mean, there's, you know, things that are happening in the progression of history, even in our country, that move, eventually moves us away from slavery, that then moves us into voting rights, that moves us into all of these things, school segregation. I mean, you've got all this stuff. And, and so the idea would be that you wouldn't just look at, you know, uh, uh, one of our, um, you know, black brothers or sisters who, who, uh, who is experiencing all of this discrimination and you wouldn't say to them simply, heartlessly, God has a plan. It's, it's, it's really harmful for you. It, God has a plan. Yeah. Well, yes, you, you would affirm God has a plan. You would affirm God's sovereign in it. On the other hand, it does not minimize the hardship that that individual is facing. It doesn't, it doesn't minimize like the pain and suffering that they're going through. Now, you and I both know also, um, there's a lot of things that people are defining as hardship and suffering and wrongdoing today that may or may not actually be that. And right. I'm not so much talking about racial issues on sure. that particular situation, uh, or on this particular situation, but I, I do get I, I get at least a degree of where that person is coming from. I think the, the the statement that I would make to our listeners today is that we still have a responsibility post this election to be a people of peace. That is something we are called to be. <laughs> we are called to be people who are much more unifiers than we are those that tear down, those that divide, those that are full of malice or slander or anything of that sort. We are also called to be people of prayer. And so I would say to our listeners today, yes, God has a plan. Yes, God is sovereign. But we have a responsibility in it as well. Mm-hmm. At times what we do is we use the sovereignty of God as a crutch for either our own apathy or our own sinfulness. Yeah. And that is a problem. We cannot say God has a plan and so thus I can go and do whatever I want to do. Yep. Yes, God has a plan and he's sovereign and I still have a responsibility to exalt <laughs> Christ in word and deed and that invades even our viewpoints, it invades our worldview, and it invades how we speak and respond to things of country. Yeah, and, and I wanted to I want to speak to that. I, I posted something the other day online. And, yeah, and, I read it. It was terrible. No, you didn't. Okay, I didn't, I didn't read Facebook. it. I'm not on Facebook. Um, but I I thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting the the comments that I received. Uh, but here's what I said: If you find yourself saying I just cannot understand why they would vote for X. Might I suggest you spend the next few months and years getting to know your neighbors so that you might understand them. Conversations and dialogue will be much more productive and may prevent us from painting with a broad brush and making assumptions about others. Which seems like just a really, thought. really good statement. Okay, so I, I wrote that. And most people were like, hey, man, you know, can I share this? Which I always think is funny when people ask. I'm like, well, I posted it. 
No, you cannot share this it. This is exclusively uh, mine. But 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 there were there were two comments in particular. One one commented and, and said, um, "I work every day with uh, with Trump supporters." And they, uh, and then he went on to say about some of his experiences and he said, what possible redeemable qualities can I find in these people? That was what they said. Then I had another person comment and say, uh, what possible redeemable qualities and middle ground can I find with communist and pro-abortion people? No, there is no unity. And I thought it was interesting because you have both si- both sides of the coin there. Right. You have someone that that is a liberal that that voted for Joe Biden saying there's no redeemable qualities in Trump supporters. Then you have somebody that voted for Trump and would call themselves a conservative saying there's no rede- redeemable qualities right. in Biden supporters. Right. And except for the idea that each and every one of us are made in the image. Amen. Of God. And so and except for the idea that Paul who was in many ways one of the most instrumental, if not the most instrumental yes. of the early church, was previously Saul. Amen. Who did not act like a Christ follower. Why? Because he was not yeah. a Christ follower. And, and so it's a it's a very it's interesting to me that a a simple post like that would garner that type of anger. Uh, I, I will say that just to give you a glimpse into my life. Uh, one of those posts came from a family member, and it was not the one that voted for Trump. It was the one that, that in essence, was saying in my comment thread, what possible redeemable qualities could I find in you? you? That's right. What possible redeemable qualities could I find in your dad, in your brothers, in your mom, in your stepdad, right. in my family members? Right. So, so as we look at this, which was really that was too far for Aaron to. <laughs> I know it was. Aaron, I thought it was a stretch. Uh, Aaron, we could have just talked about this. Like literally, you're laying in bed with me right now. Why are you? <laughs> why did you? Just post, why are you posting? Why that? did you comment on my Facebook? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not Aaron. <laughs> but but as we as we think about that, we we do have a a sense of. Uh, and then the the other person that posted what they're saying is what possible redeemable qualities could I find in, in your family, in your cousin, yep. in your aunts, yep. in your uncles, yep. in your granddad. Yep. And, and so, look, folks, I get it. You, you see folks that voted differently than you, and it upsets you because you do you you cannot bring yourself to understand why someone. Look, I believe that. Uh, that a Biden-Harris administration will be the most pro-abortion administration this country has ever seen. I coming, be- coming off of the heels yes. of the most pro-life. pro-life. I believe that. Right. Uh, but here's the thing. There are reasons why people voted for them. Now, now, do I understand all of them? No. Do I agree with all of them? Certainly not. But, but do I see people, my neighbors, people that I interact with, people that I go to church with, people that, uh, that, I, that, that I see around, do I see them as irredeemable? Right. Or do I see them as people that bear the image of God and maybe I need to have a conversation with them before I paint with a broad brush? Right. And what we become as society is a, is a, a people that paints with a broad brush. Right. And instead of sitting down with folks and, and really having dialogue, and even if we walk away disagreeing, we at least have that dialogue and can, can talk about things that have nothing to do with politics and still get along. And and I'm afraid we're getting to a place. I saw somebody post the other day. They said, 
you know, my, my family in, in 2000 was uh, what day is voting day and where do I vote? My family in 2020 is, uh, hey, did you see the results out of Maricopa County in Arizona? That, that what they're saying in that case is because of social media and all the information that we have at our fingertips, we are now caring about a county in Arizona that we'll never visit. <laughs> never. And how they voted, and it's telling us about the people that live there. Among people that's a that problem. Will, among people that we'll probably never interact with. That's a problem. Right. And, and so that's where we are well, as a society. I, I do believe that, that again, we have to go back to, and we are, we're beginning a series. We just started it last Sunday, Shoreline, um, called Testify. And we're just talking about in the book of Acts, you see all of these different examples that where we're called to give witness, we're called to give testimony, we're called to, to testify to that which we have seen and to that which we have heard. And it is the very idea that the gospel was not reserved and, and the idea of spreading the gospel was not reserved for just the apostles. <laughs> In fact, we, we even peeked ahead a little bit into Acts chapter 8 and it speaks about the persecution of the church. Mm-hmm. And it says that the church was scattered except for the apostles. And then it says just a few verses later, and the church was preaching and teaching wherever they had gone. Amen. And it is this idea that for us, as Christ's followers, we're called to take the gospel to the world. And that's going to mean that that's going to involve us talking and having a relationship with people. To that Democrats, don't, to Republicans. And people that don't always agree with us. Yep. Yep. Because they matter to God and they should matter to us. We'll Amen. talk more when we come back. I can't call him sick on Mondays when the weekend's been too strong. I just work straight through the holidays. Sometimes all night long. Never, ever have I heard this song. It's Toby Keith. When the wolf growls out the door. You know, hey, I'm solid. Hey, I'm steady. Hey, I'm true down to the core. So it's about soldiers. And today is veterans. Which which we do need to take a moment. This song's so in light good. of In light of Dave, our incredible producer who's been playing all kinds of wonderful patriotic music. Yeah. Um, we do want to take a moment. And just to say a sincere thank you to not only, um, you know, uh, those that have gone before us, but also those that are serving currently. We are so, so grateful. We have a freedom that we get to discuss even on the radio today. Yep. Uh, talk about politics, talk about elections. And that is a freedom that a whole bunch of people around the world do not have. In fact, even some of the things that we've said, not just related to politics, but mostly even related to our Christian faith. Mm-hmm. The idea of being able to put that out freely on the radio waves and to podcasts and things of that sort, that is a freedom that we enjoy as Americans. Yep. And it is a result of men and women who have given their lives and have fought for that freedom. And we just sincerely this morning, um, from Andrew Cornersville and Amen. me in Farragut, Tennessee, Come on. From our two very different backgrounds, we both unite together and say we are so, so grateful. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, we, we get on here and we talk about a lot of things. The reality is we can talk about anything, Yeah, anything, and, and we can walk out of this studio and not fear that the government was listening now, in. Now, we might fear that all of you have just tuned us out. Right. Which but I, is a possibility. Certainly possible. Right. I tune Jason out every every Wednesday. <laughs> and so, and most Sundays. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
I'm kidding. Uh, and so as we as we think about that, though, we're not worried. Oh, somebody's going to arrest us right. when we walk out of this building, right? Because of what we said, and 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 that is important. I think also we need to remind ourselves about our veterans. I wear a ring on my index finger, and it's a uh, 22 Kill is an organization that works with veterans uh, because 22 veterans commit suicide every single day. Yeah. Since 9-11, listen to this stat. Since 9-11, 108,000 veterans committed suicide. And it is a shame on us that, that we haven't stood up for them right. to step in for them the way they've stepped in for right. us and, and the freedoms that we have. And so uh, as you're thinking about Veterans Day, as you're praying for, for maybe your family members, maybe your spouses, maybe your kids, maybe uncles, great-grandparents, uh, whatever it may be, uh, really reach out to that veteran yeah. in your life that, yep. that may be struggling. You don't know what they're going through and what they're dealing with. There's organizations out there that, that are willing and able to help. And, uh, and doing amazing things. Yeah. And because we've advanced so far with technology, that means we had a lot of folks come back from war that years ago would have, would have not come back. Right. But, but they've come back and they're missing limbs and they're, yeah. they're dealing with the scars of yep. war. Um, and so we need to, we need to really don't just give this lip service today. Uh, but, but really pray for these, these folks. And, and when you get a chance, I know sometimes it feels awkward because you don't want to bring attention, but if you're at a restaurant and you see somebody in a veteran's hat, uh, Tell them thank you, buy their, right. buy their lunch, buy their dinner. Uh, take that moment out to say thank you for your service right. uh, and, and mean it. Yep. And, and I think, I think you'll, uh, you're not going to regret that decision. I had a conversation with the boys uh, just a couple days ago, and we were just talking about even uh, the homeless community. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so many times, um, you know, you see uh, a homeless individual with a sign and it'll often say something about a veteran yep. or, you know, that served and, and, and looking for work or needing meal. And it just really challenged our boys uh, to to consider even the homeless community. And so many times our temptation is to look at those that are homeless and to think they're in that situation mm-hmm. as a result of bad decisions and addiction and things of that sort. And what we so often miss is that a whole bunch of our homeless community are veterans and they have experienced things that most of us would not be able to handle ourselves. Mm -hmm. And they have seen things that most of us cannot even fathom and they are beat up and bruised. And that is not just physically, but it is also emotionally. And, uh, and so just when we even see our homeless friends, sure. um, that we're mindful that there's a lot more to their story, and uh, yep. often it's a lot more than some laziness or just a bad choice. And so, again, to those of you that are veterans today, God bless you. We thank you, and uh, we'll be back next week. Yep, thanks a lot.